how do we decipher whether the teacher we're listening to is a true one or a false one? My name's Chad Moore, and this is Beyond the Notes. So this week, we were in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, um, and Paul was addressing a couple things. Uh, First and foremost in the passage that we had at hand was his method of working without getting any kind of um, any kind of monetary response from the people, right? He was working free of charge. And uh, and so he addressed some of those concerns, some of those things that were, were at work in that. Uh, and then he addressed some of the false apostles head on. And the false apostles were taking his denial of that hospitality and the things that he could have taken from the church in Corinth for his work. And they were twisting and using it against him as a... Um, weapon, essentially, to try to get them to listen to them instead of Paul. And, and so Paul addressed that concern, but then he addressed those people head on, and he he discussed how they were um, deceitful and disguised in righteousness, whereas they were not truly righteous, just like their leader, Satan himself, um, you know, the followers of him or the workmen of um, the, the the false truths and, and lies in general are, in essence, working on, the, on behalf of Satan. And he disguises himself as an angel of light, and so it's not um, odd to expect his followers to do the same. And so I want to talk a little bit about how do we discern which teacher is true and which is false? What do we do? What what are the things that we need to have in mind as we're listening to teaching, as we're finding new people, hearing of new people, and, and, and to figure out exactly whether or not we should believe them or not? And so the key is before you become invested, right? Before you get emotionally invested in a teacher that we need to to do some things, to do our homework, essentially. Because when we get invested, we get defensive. (laughs) And we've all been there where we've spoken on something that we're interested in, spoken on behalf of somebody maybe, and get challenged in it, and we get defensive, right? We get emotional because we are invested in that person, that teaching. And so we do need to... um, do our work, do our, do our homework, do our work of discernment before we get there. And so basically I want to talk about three different aspects, look, listen, and live. And look stands for look them up, right? It's simple, but it's often skipped. (laughs) So often people hear of a teacher, they hear a single lesson and they just judge it just on itself, which is not entirely wrong, but we have so many more things available to us to look them up. Uh, We can look them up online. Uh, We can look them up with our friends (laughs) and uh, and ask around. Um, We can do our homework and and try to see if anybody that we know that we do already trust has said anything about them. You know, Google that that teacher, see what people say, see what websites say, see what, things they talk about. Uh, one of the things I love to do when uh, I get a book recommended to me or, or, or given to me, um, I don't always know the author of, of that specific book, but most authors have people who have recommended that book. And so I usually go, it's either on the back or it's in the first few pages, and you go and you look at those book recommendations and you see who else says this is a book you should read. Because you may know some of those names. 
And oftentimes I do. If it's a book that's gotten to a certain level, they usually have people of a certain level recommending their books. And so even if you don't know that specific author, you can find out who their circle is because we all have our own circles. We all have our own pools of people that we interact with, pools of people that we um, that we would recommend to others. And so authors and teachers are the same way. We, can, we need to look them up online. We need to look them up with our friends. We need to look them up with their friends and see what their circle looks like. But secondly is listen. Listen for key terms and phrases. You don't have to know every possible teaching to be able to, to pick up on uh, things that are a little wonky, right? You can learn some key words, key phrases, because any group of people, any circle is going to have its own language. They're going to use terms the same way. They're going to speak of the same things and uh, and have that similar language. And so I figured we'd do a little, uh, let's have a little fun and and see if Christian Miller, who is the uh, the man behind the curtain of podcasts here at McGregor, does an awesome job with all of these. I wanted to give him some key terms and see if he can figure out, based on the key terms, what this circle of people is discussing. So how do you feel about that, Christian? I am not ready. <laughs> <laughs> Christian is, Christian, because some of these are, are sports related. Where would you put yourself in terms of sports knowledge? Um, few and far between. Okay. So, so, so not, not super knowledgeable, of, but different sports, but you've heard of football and baseball yes, and yes, basketball, yes. things like that. Okay, good. So easy ones first, right? If you hear a group of people talking about RBIs and home runs, what are they talking about? I know what a home run is. Yeah. It's when, when you're playing baseball. And uh-huh. you hit the ball out of the park and then you get to run all the bases. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they're talking about baseball, right? RBIs, home runs, RBIs, runs batted in, right? Uh-huh. You don't have to understand everything about baseball, but if you learn some of those key terms, you know, you'll be able to figure out they're talking about baseball. What about touchdowns and interceptions? Uh, football mm-hmm. and touchdowns when they're touching down to the goal. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to define them all for me. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, touchdown maybe is a bit archaic uh, for modern football. Um, But yes, touchdowns, interceptions, that's football. All right. What about this one's all right. This one's going to be tricky. This one's less for you because I don't think you'll be able to guess it more for people who are actual sports fans listening to the podcast to see if they can figure it out. Offsides and pitch. Offsides. Both of those terms in a conversation about the same topic. What is the topic? Hmm. I don't know. That's a tough one. It throws you for a little bit of a loop, right? Cause you think offside, you would think what? Baseball. No, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> football, right? Okay. Probably football. Yeah. All right. Pitch. You would think what sport? Okay. Well, there's a pitcher. Exactly. Pitch would be more, more baseball. And yet yep. when you combine offsides and pitch, you can't be talking about football or baseball. You're mm-hmm. talking soccer. Pitch is the field in soccer. And offsides is something they also have in soccer. Okay. Not just football. And so, all right, non-sports related one, right? What's the, what is the context if you start hearing talk of the Shire and Sauron? Shire and Sauron. I don't know. This sounds like a movie. Yes. You are in Russell Howard's office. Yes, those are both Lord of the Rings references. Okay. So yes, that would be Russell's office. Um, thank you. You did you did pretty well. Okay, you did pretty well. But sure. so we we go from sports and pop culture to other terms, key terms and terminology, right? If you hear things like name it and claim it, you know that's the prosperity gospel circles. If you hear talk of um, sacraments, 
then you may be in more of an Orthodox, more more Catholic or or Eastern Orthodox um, kind of kind of teaching. You hear people talking about deconstructing their faith and. While it means different things to different people, it normally means some kind of challenging of what is normally considered to be the proper understanding of Scripture. And so deconstruction, deconstructionism is a um, is something to, to be aware of. Uh, if you hear about karma and balance, right, balancing yourself in, uh, in the world and, and, and karma, it's Hinduism or some Eastern um, religious philosophy or something like that. And so... We don't have to understand all of it, just like we don't have to know of every author, right? We can we can look up authors and we can listen for key terms and phrases. And over time, as we learn about false teachings and, and different ideologies and things that um, we can come across, we'll, we'll learn some of those terms and phrases. And so look, and then listen, and then live, right? And what I, want, um, what I mean by live is I mean live skeptical. We should not turn off our brains, <laughs> When we're, when we're listening to teaching, even from teachers that we have come to trust and learn from because some go astray and there's, it happens every year that you hear of a, of a teacher that seems to have wandered from what the teaching was that you used to hear from that person. Um, whether it's Andy Stanley or others that have risen to prominence and then seem to not be quite teaching the same thing that they, that they used to teach. And so we need to live skeptical. We, need, we, we shouldn't be shutting off our brains. We are not followers of a brainless, uh, ignorant, blind faith. We are followers of Christ and our Christianity, our, our faith is based on historical events, historical things that actually happened. And so we need to keep our brains on. We need to keep our eyes open. We do need to look them up. We need to listen for key terms. And then we need to live skeptical because like the example that I used in, in service earlier today or on Sunday was that when you hear, start hearing a teacher who's, who's, they're communicating the story, right? They're not messing up the facts in the story. They are looking for how it matters in your life. And yet when they continue to insist upon us being in the story, being the hero of the story, that's a red flag. That is, that is someone who is, who is taking scripture and, and truth and, and twisting it in a way that is eventually going to send us down a path that we don't want to be on. It's going to, to send us down all kinds of different paths, but, but just those, those things that we look for, right? Um, and so keep that in mind. Look them up, listen for key terms, and live skeptical because we don't know what's going to come our way. Stick in your word. Um, continue to renew your mind with that truth so that you are able to test and approve what the Lord's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. But if you've enjoyed this podcast, join us again next week as we continue through our journey in 2 Corinthians. Corinthians.